Welcome to the Art of Greatness podcast. My name is June Allen from JuneAllen.net and I teach black women how to heal from addiction to self-hate with racial sobriety and personal empowerment. The information shared on this podcast is for educational purposes. It's based on my experiences and is shared in good faith. So always consult your licensed mental health professional before applying any of the suggestions from me in this podcast. The vision is to help you heal and build your blackalicious life. Now on with the show. Greetings, greetings family, June Allen here from JuneAllen.net, your racial sobriety mentor and I teach black women how to heal from addiction to self-hate with racial sobriety and personal empowerment. Thank you so much for joining me today, Um, it's great to see you and I have got an amazing show for you today. Today's topic is all about how can I heal with black women when I was bullied by them and this topic was actually inspired by um, one of the ladies that I've been working with. She's biracial and um, she's you know she's doing the work, she's showing up for herself and um, but she also um, you know was very honest in her sharing and talked about you know, the fact that she was bullied by black women as well. And sometimes she finds it very triggering while she's doing the healing work to actually do the work with other black women. And this is something that she wants to heal from. This is something she wants to understand. This is something that she wants to work through. Um, so I thought it would be a really good idea because I know she's not the only one. I've actually worked with other ladies that have had similar sort of conversations. So I wanted to use this as an opportunity to have an honest conversation about this topic. Um, And so, yeah, I wanted to not only talk about this lady's experience, but also to give you some tools and strategies and some, you know, some context as well, some cultural context around why this happens and what we can do about it and how we can start to empower ourselves and each other to um, really do the work around this stuff and not allow it to, to, to stop our healing. So, so let's get into the content. So... The first thing that I want to share with you is to I want to give you some cultural context, first of all, to start off with and to remember that this whole thing around colorism is, you know, this is how white supremacy keeps us divided. This is how white supremacy um, keeps us fighting amongst ourselves, because, you know, there's this whole thing about team light skin, team dark skin, all of this kind of stuff. And, um, you know, it keeps us, it keeps the focus um, on the chaos within the community, the chaos within us, how we feel about ourselves and about each other. And, um, you know, white supremacy loves that because it loves it when, when, when we're fighting amongst ourselves. And obviously, you know, this all began in the slave plantations. If you were um, lighter, you know, obviously you were closer to the colour of your massa, so therefore, you know, you might get more work in the big house or whatever. If you were darker skinned, then that means that, you know, you were out in the fields a lot more because of this, you know, with the sun and everything. So that means that you were darker. And so you were kind of looked down upon, you were looked down upon. And the, the slave masters knew that this was a way that they could actually keep um, keep them separated, that we could keep us separated in on you know in on the plantation so this is something that came from the plantation fields and it's something that we're still struggling with today you know the lighter you are you know there is such thing as as light skin privilege and stuff like that and this is something that 
you know it's in our dna it's in it's, it's 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 in our psyche and so unless we're actually consciously doing the work and having these conversations around this stuff you know it's very very difficult to understand how it's impacting your life it's very difficult to understand how it's impacting how you see yourself how you see your brothers and sisters and how you think about yourself you know and often shame is going to keep um us having that conversation shame around our blackness shame around the tone that we are the color the skin tone that we are it's going to stop us having those honest conversations and and having those conversations from a place of um wanting to empower ourselves and you know living in the solution as opposed to having a conversation around the pain and having a conversation around um you know, whether it's good or bad, you know, all the, you know, we need to come from a place of living in this solution. And, you know, sometimes it's hard for people, for us to think about what it means to live in the solution around that. But having the, the honest conversations around it and understanding the cultural context is where we start. Yeah, that's where we start. So just to give you a little bit of a deeper cultural context, there's a book um, called Master, Tyranny and Desire. Just to give you some some um historical um truth around how this was um you know how not this not just colorism but how even the way that slaves were punished is a way for us to 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 hate each other and to despise each other you know on the plantations this is book that i'm that i have it's called master tyranny and desire and it's by it's a book written by trevor bernard and it was about a white slave owner, it was a British white slave owner called Thomas Thistlewood, and he had a plantation in Jamaica, and he kept diaries, he kept diaries, and um, he wrote down everything, he wrote, wrote down the women that he raped, he wrote down how he punished his slaves, um, he, he basically documented everything for, for the whole time that he was there. So this book basically is about, they've just written up everything that he talked about in this, in these diaries. And so in a way, you know, even though it's, it's very, very difficult and painful read, it also helps to give us context as to what our ancestors were going through on these plantations. And, um, yeah, I mean, it was for me. It was very poignant to 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 go through this book because my parents are from Jamaica, and it's one thing to know that Jamaica was a slave plantation, but act, but to actually read actual events, you know, about what happened to them on the island of Jamaica, um, was was just mind blowing to me. Mind blowing, um, and also very painful to be able to understand that. But at the same time, it also gave me a lot more understanding and compassion as to number one what they went through but number two um so many of us are struggling with mental health issues today and you know the fact that none of us had their none of our ancestors had therapy when they left those plantations it you know it just get it helps me to be a lot more compassionate today with other black people because there's no way that you know we could we could have survived all of this trauma that went through this book um, and not have it impacted us today without having to do any sort of therapy or anything. So anyway, the reason why I wanted to share this book with you is because, um, yeah, because there were there's a there's a pay there's a passage in here, um, talking about how sadistic he was with the slaves and how, 
you know, he would do things basically to, to maintain control. So I'm just going to read this, um, this, this, uh, this chat, this, um, this passage from it. So it says, Thistlewood was a brutal, sadistic master who controlled his slaves through the use of extreme violence and arbitrary and cruel tyranny. He demonstrated his power and toughness daily through acts of violence intended to humiliate as much as to punish. A favourite punishment in 1756 was what he called Derby's Dose, in which a runaway slave was flogged, salt pickle, lime juice and bird peppered were rubbed into open wounds and then another slave defecated in his mouth did you get that and then he immediately would put a gag whilst whilst the mouth was full and this slave was made to wear the gag for four to five hours yeah so just to give you some context as to how one example of how um, these slave owners, you know, this is another example of how, you know, our relationships were, you know, were, were destroyed through having to do these things. Not only was this, this, this um, you know, this ancestor being humiliated anyway, but he used another ancestor to humiliate the other ancestor who ran away so that the relationship between the two of them was also um, destroyed, you know? So the colorism thing is just one part of it, you know? And I wanted to give you a, you know, read this part of the book as well to give you a snapshot is it's not just about the, there are so many layers to this. There are so many layers to the reasons why we find it so hard to heal with each other because there's there's stuff that's going on for us that's ancestral that we don't even really understand that we don't know there's layers of trauma that we're having to deal with that we we just have no idea we just have no idea about so i wanted to give you that context i wanted to give you that context so that you really understand the depth of what we're talking about so when we're talking about reasons today why black you know why why black people find it hard to come together you know, these, the, 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 the thing that I just spoke to you about, what I just read, just helps to really get you to understand the depth of what our ancestors were dealing with. And then, you know, when we think about the bullying and the stuff that we do to each other today, it just helps to give you a lot more context. It helps to give you a lot more context. So, you know, one area is to, it is to understand the cultural context of it. It's important to to be able to understand the bigger picture. But when we're talking about the actual healing part of it, when we're talking about how to actually heal with other black women, we have to actually deal with what's going on in the present. You understand the context, that's one thing, and you don't use that to minimize your experience today. The healing actually comes from doing the work in the present, what's actually going on for you today. So the first thing, if you're a black woman out there and you were bullied by another black woman, whether you're biracial or you're a black woman yourself, or you were bullied by a sibling, or maybe your mum, or, you know, a cousin, or whatever, and you were bullied by another person that looked like you, or maybe a different shade to you, you know, it's important that we have this conversation. Because if you were bullied by somebody that looked like you, or somebody that was in a position of power that looked like you, um, then it's going to have an impact on how you feel about yourself as a black person it's going to have a real impact on how you feel about yourself as a black person and so to be able to have this honest conversation 
is really going to help you to understand the truth about the impact that that's had on you because I've seen it I saw a lot of when I put this um question out to the community today you know I saw a lot of responses that came back people were minimizing uh staff people were, were saying oh well you know um you know talking about other people that have been bullied or other things that happened to them and oh you know get over it. it was just a lot of minimizing and you know people didn't really there wasn't a, I didn't I didn't I didn't see a lot of empathy to be honest and that made me feel quite sad there wasn't a lot of empathy around it and that it, did, it really did make me feel sad that people weren't able to empathize with this situation um there was even one lady that was talking about you know she didn't she wasn't um as empathetic around the fact that this woman was biracial she kind of brought into the whole conversation around the fact that you know light skin privilege and all of this kind of stuff so in her mind you know she she wasn't able to be empathetic because she thought well well, she's got more privileges than me anyway type of thing and this is how this is how we remain separated this is how we remain separated because you know we're kind of grading another black woman's you know she's she's lighter than you so therefore her pain is not as relevant as yours at the end of the day we've got to remember that white supremacy put this system this colorism system in place in the first place to for us to be able to have these conversations and it keeps us divided it keeps us divided at the end of the day this this um biracial woman you know she identifies as a as a black woman you know, I know quite a few biracial women that identify as black. Some of them don't all identify as black, they identify as biracial. And it's their right to, to identify how they want to identify. But what I see in the women that I work with around this stuff is that quite often um, there's a lot of, you know, they're, they're torn. There's a lot of self-abandonment that happens with them because they don't feel like they belong in any one place. They don't feel like they belong in any one place. And so, you know, either they tend to, you know, go over to one side and try and assimilate more with white people and, and that kind of thing. Or, you know, either they come over to the black side and, they, you know, it, they don't have to make a choice, you know. And I think it's important to say that to people that are biracial, that you don't have to make a choice. You have to identify you know, how you feel safe. And if you want to come into a space, the the particular lady that I was, um, you know, that I was referring to, she's half black and I can't remember her other um, ethnicity. Um, But half of her, you know, ethnicity is black. And so she wanted to be able to understand that part of her culture. And that is an important part of her identity, you know. So it's important um, for us to be able to understand that everybody has their own story around this stuff and to be able to hear and understand you know I had my own judgments around biracial people and light skin privilege and all of that kind of stuff before I started doing this work and it's only when I started you know working with with people that are biracial and and really understanding how difficult it is for them to you know to find their identity um because there is that whole thing around well actually where do I fit in because they don't you know they're not 100% accepted by white people and and that you know there's there's a mistrust with black people as well and and again that comes from the slave plantations you know so i'm going to share some tools with you um whether you're biracial or whether you're black and you're bullied by another black woman some tools that are going to really help you to really begin to start to heal in an environment with other black women if that is what you you really want to do so the first thing is to focus on 
is not to focus on the, the other black person, but to focus on what is it that comes alive in you? What are the old wounds that are being triggered? Because at the end of the day, you know, not all black women are going to treat you the same way as the person that bullied you did. And, um, and so it's important to actually focus on what is the wound? What is the wound? What, what is the trigger? And quite often, the reason, one of the reasons why we get triggered by these things is because the wound has not been healed. That's the reason why we still get triggered and why we still feel, you know, we feel emotional around, around these things when we're, with other, when, we're, when we're in environments with other black women that trigger us is because that wound has not been healed. You know, for me, it was, um, it brought up some difficult feelings around the challenging relationship that I had with my mum you know, um, I I didn't understand that at the time, I just didn't feel safe, I just didn't feel safe around other black women, because I hadn't learned, you know, I hadn't learned what it meant to have a, have a really loving, empathetic, close relationship with another one, I wasn't particularly close to my, my sisters either, to be honest, um, and so I, you know, and, and I, I just didn't know how to have a relationship with other black women, it didn't feel safe, and because I didn't feel safe with them, you know, and I just, I didn't feel safe in my own black body, you know, and obviously when I was around other black women, it just became one big trigger. It just became a big cycle of, of being triggered. Um, but when I, what I learned in recovery and what I learned through doing the healing process is that I began to understand the reason why I was so triggered was not because of what the other people were doing, the other black women were doing, but because of my, uh, my wounds that weren't healed. Um, I'll give you an example as well of how I really, really began to understand this and how I knew that the healing process happened. There was a lady that, um, that was in recovery as well. And, um, she was in a lot of pain. She had a lot of her own stuff going on, but I just found it so difficult to be around her. I found it very, very difficult to be around her. But what I learned is that the reason why I found it difficult to be around her was nothing to do with what she, nothing to do with her is because there were certain behaviours and, and it's a certain energy that she had that reminded me of the difficult relationship that I had with my mum. And so, you know, there was a time where I couldn't be around this particular person because I was so triggered by her. I was so triggered by her energy um, and the fact that, you know, she was a very angry person and, and understand, I knew her story and stuff, so I understand why she was angry. She had every right to be angry because she was, you know, very, she was severely abused by her family. Um, but I found it very difficult to be around her because, um, because the anger that I, the angry energy that she had, it kind of triggered, you know, the angry energy that I felt around my mum. And so I found it difficult to, re- I found it really, really difficult to be around her you know, and so it's important to, um, to really be focused on your own healing, your own triggers, your own wounds, in order to start to go through that healing process, and one of the reasons why the workshop, um, there's a workshop list that I'm doing, um, that happens on a monthly basis, um, and if you go to, um, sistercircle.juneallen.net, you can find out all the details around when the dates the, the date of the monthly workshop happens now one of the reasons why the workshop happens um or one of the reasons why the workshop is so is so um successful or why it works is because 
I'm very very clear about the boundaries inside the workshop I'm very very clear about how the ladies kind of speak to each other and when they're sharing not to um you know to address another person's share and to focus on their own truth to focus on their own healing and that is very very important um the bookshop that sorry the the workshop that we're doing, the Sacred Sister Circle, as it's called, is also a book club. And we're currently studying Bell Hooks's book, Sisters of the M, Black Women and Self-Recovery. So we're talking about some topics in there that are very deep um, and that do go into detail about a lot of the struggles that we have as black women having to deal with um, racism and sexism at the same time. And there's conversations in there about, you know, the abuse that we suffered and not feeling safe and... You know, the workshop is bringing up a lot of things for the women that have been attending. Um, But it's a beautiful space because there's a mutual respect in there. And the way that we share um, and the honesty that is shared in that space, you know, because it is boundaried and because it feels safe for the ladies to come there and share, they feel connected. We feel connected to each other because we don't feel like we're going through things on our own. Um, and one of the things that came up actually early on in the workshops was one of the ladies was saying about, um, you know, she was truthful about feeling anxious about coming to the workshop, about actually having to sh- sit in the space with other black women because of her anxiety around being with other black women. And, you know, she wasn't directing at anybody in particular, but she was just being honest about feeling triggered around being around other black women. And to be honest with you, that was actually such a beautiful thing because it kind of allowed the other ladies in the group to actually breathe and sigh, you know, and kind of, you know, it was just like a huge relief because there were other ladies in the circle that felt the same. There were other ladies in the circle that felt the same, that there was a level of anxiety around being in a space with other black women and to be vulnerable, being vulnerable around each other. Um, and I love the fact that that space is now being created because it's it's become it's become a really safe space for women to be able to um to share their truth and i'm so grateful um for the ladies that have been attending regularly um because it's become a really sacred space for them and for me and i'm 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 really grateful for that you know if you're interested in joining us for that workshop you can go to sistercircle.juneallen.net it's 5 minute from bond street in london and it does happen on a monthly basis. If you don't live in London and you're interested in attending the workshop, um, I am thinking about doing some virtual ones. So you can email me, info at yardofgreatness.com um, and let me know if you're interested in doing that. If you would like to... Um, uh, I'm also creating some follow-up audios as well because part of the workshop, um, uh, you also get homework or what I like to call heart work. So you get questions which are journal prompts. So we continue the conversation after the workshop itself. I am going to, um, uh, those hard work questions are also available to you if you can't attend the workshop, along with some audio reflections about the questions and also about if there's anything that in particular that comes up around the question that we're, so not the question, the chapter that we're talking about in the book club. I also do an additional audio that goes with those heart work questions. So if you're interested in that as well, um, that is another opportunity for you to be involved in the um, 
in the book club um if you can't actually make the book club itself live so if you go to sistercircle.juneallen.net um, you can get all the details about the audios there also right so that is number one so that's number one number one is to um yeah just to be conscious of your own triggers and to focus on what comes alive in you and not the other person so number two Think about the impact that this has had on your self-esteem, on your cultural esteem, on your cultural identity. Um, And be honest about how it really does impact you. Because this is where healing, healing really happens when we take back our power by looking at the impact that things have had on us. Quite often when we're traumatised or when we're upset or when something's really had a big impact on us, it's easy to externalise it and try to... Um, either you know avoid the external thing that's that's causing you triggered or to try to change that person to try to change what the other person's doing so that you feel safe but the power actually happens when you take ownership of how you feel how has it impacted your life how do you deal with those feelings if you're in a situation with other black women and you feel triggered how do you deal with it? Do you retreat into yourself? Do you make yourself small? Or do you get aggressive with the other person? You know, can some, some, I noticed that some, some black people can tend to act out with other black people. They can shame other black people. They get aggressive with other black people because they get triggered or they retreat. They retreat and they become small and become quite socially anorexic and, and, you know, they get anxious and all that. That was my story. My story was not to act out with with other um, black women. My story was to avoid them because I just found it so painful. I couldn't be emotionally intimate with other black women because it was so painful because I hadn't healed it, you know. Um, And so I, I just wanted to disconnect from my femininity, to disconnect from my blackness, to disconnect from my community because I just felt not only was it painful... I also felt ashamed. I felt ashamed that I wasn't able to connect with other black women. I wanted to, you know, sometimes I would look at them and feel envious of other black women that just seemed to find it so easy to connect with other black women. And I just found it, found it so difficult. I found it so difficult and I found it really, really painful. But as I went through the recovery process and I went through my own healing process around racial sobriety and I started to talk a lot more with my therapist, my black therapist around all of this stuff, the shame, the pain, the difficulties I've had around connecting around, you know, other black people, having another therapist, having other black people to mirror you, you know, people that are also doing this work is very, very powerful. And it builds trust. It builds trust. And that's why I'm in the situation now, why I'm able to connect with other black women on a deeper level, why I'm able to connect with other black women you know, a level of intimacy now that I couldn't do before, because over the years, I've actually able, I've been able to release the anxiety, to release the, um, um, a lot of the anger and the shame and the pain that I felt around being a black woman and around the fact that, you know, that I had this challenging relationship with my mum that had kind of set up my, my blueprint around my relationships with black women, if you will, um, and so that that has been a you know a huge turnaround in my recovery and what's also been you know sometimes quite challenging in the beginning but more beautiful now is the relationship that I have with my daughter um and obviously as a black girl she's going to stir things inside me around what it means to be a black woman 
And I, because of my recovery, I'm so, so grateful because of where I am now around my, my, my healing. I now understand when that part of me, that wounded part of me that struggles with, with relationships with black women, I know when that part of me is being triggered by her. And so I don't have to act out on it. I don't have to, I don't have to put that on my daughter. I now can go and take responsibility for it and I can go and talk about it with my therapist or go and talk about it with another black person in recovery and that is just such an empowering place to be because then my daughter only gets, um, you know, my recovery. She gets the good part. She gets the part that honours who she is because I understand it. Because I understand now that they're, they're, those the wounds that I have... Um, and, and, you know, the struggles that I've had over the years with having to deal with, um, you know, being bullied by, you know, having a difficult relationship with my mum, you know, that all of that, that, that conversation, I don't have to take that into my relationship with my daughter. I can keep that separate. I can keep that separate and I can work on, you know, building a, a, a closer relationship with my daughter, you know, because now I understand I understand how what happens when that wound is not dealt with, when that mother wound is not dealt with, or when that sibling wound is not dealt with. It's going to bleed into my relationships with other black women in the present. And that's not fair on them. That's not fair on them. So it's important for you to ask yourself, you know, as part of this this, this second um this second thing for you to think about is be honest about the impact that it's had on you, on your self-esteem. And how is it, what impact has it had on your relationship with other black women? How have you um, denied your black femininity or denied your sisterhood because of this fear that you have around being emotionally intimate with other black women? And when you start to have those honest conversations, when you start to write out those feelings and or speak out those feelings, however you process it, you know, this is when you really start to honour and respect who you are as a human being and and you know that's when the integrity really starts to blossom because you're really starting to get honest about those conversations you know and that's when you can really start to that's when the healing begins with your sisters as well that's when the healing begins with your sisterhood by having those honest conversations and you'll get to a point where you'll be able to have those conversations with them because it's not really about them it's about you it's not really about them it's about you so that's number two that's number two, is to be honest about the impact that it's had on you. So the third thing that I want you to look at, the third and final thing that I really want you to think about, is the importance of finding a safe space, a safe, non-judgmental space to be able to do this. Because healing, if you go to a space with other black women and, you know, there's no boundaries um, and there isn't anything put in place for you to be able to share and feel safe and get vulnerable and feel and feel safe. It's non-shaming. Um, you know, you're going to struggle. You're going to struggle to to stay consistent in that group because if you don't feel safe or you you don't, there's no boundaries. There's there's no setup to help you feel safe and intimate in that space. Then it's going to be very difficult for you to tell the truth. You're not going to be able to tell the truth in a space where you don't feel safe. And this is something that I'm so grateful that the ladies in the circle have actually spoken about with me that they find the space really safe um, for them to be able to have a conversation about their truth. Um, and I love that, and I feel really grateful. 
I feel really honoured and blessed to be part of that healing space, to have created that space for women to be able to come together and have that conversation. Again, if you are interested in coming to the circle, go to, go to sistercircle.juneallen.net. Um, so yeah, I mean, that, that finding a healing space to be able to have this conversation is really important. And one of the things that I would say to you as well is, you know, just go and try different places, go and try different types of things to see where you fight, feel comfortable. Even if you decide that the sister circle with me is not for you, you know, I'm not for everybody. There are things that maybe I speak about that may, may be too much for some people. Maybe you need something else. Maybe you need something a bit more, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, obviously, you know, you everybody's going to have different needs around their, their healing. So it's important for you to be able to come and experience something and just or just just keep trying different things the most important thing is not to stop searching for what you need don't stop searching for your healing you know and even if you go there and you feel triggered within the session you know think about why you feel triggered is it something that's within you or is it really something that's going on within the actual session itself you know, there may well be times when you find yourself feeling triggered in the session. If it's something that's going on within the actual um, organisation or the session itself and you don't feel safe, then obviously, you know, that space is not going to work for you. And obviously you're going to look for something else. But if you're inside the session and you're triggered internally, your internal wound is triggered by the session, then, you know, I'm going to give you some tools that you can use this is another question that came up by one of the ladies actually in the session is, you know, what do I do if I feel triggered during this, during the actual session itself, during the sister circle, what do I do? The first thing that you can do is just breathe. Just breathe, you know, breathe in through your nose, out through your nose. Just sometimes I'll close my eyes. If I get, if I go into a meeting, if I'm in a situation where I'm starting to feel triggered, I will close my eyes and just do some really gentle, deep breathing. And that's going to help to ground you and help to clear your mind and help you to start to think and get present to and just observe the trigger, observe the trigger. What is the trigger trying to teach you? What is the trigger trying to um, help you understand about your wound and about yourself, you know, and as you breathe, you can begin to observe your body, observe your breathing you know do did you have to really was your was your breathing anxious before you became conscious and started to deep breathe what's going on in your head what are your thoughts telling you what is your negative thinking telling you are those thoughts that you're thinking are they true or are they linked to an old wound is it something that you've made up in your head because you're triggered what is the truth as you begin to slow down and as you begin to breathe through the trigger and observe your body you you you'll start you you know you start to feel calmer because you you're you're not in the actual trigger you're just observing it you're just observing it and one of the things that is you know the third thing that you can think about another thing that you can think about if you get triggered in a session is and we say this in recovery you know if it's if you're hyster if you feel hysterical about something then it's more likely to be historical and not something that's actually happening in the actual present moment so this is why I say that it's important for you to be observant and try and observe the trigger as opposed to being in the trigger it's very very different you know it's very very different so think about that think about 
what are the origins of the trigger and is it really the person that's sitting next to you or is it something that's it's an old wound once you start to really think about that and start to get honest about that it's going to change the game about your ability to be able to heal with other black women because then you'll really understand that it's not really about the black women that are in the group the black women that are in the group are actually triggering a deeper wound something that happened to you that is just unhealed and it's for you to sit with the discomfort sit with the discomfort you don't have to act on it just sit with the discomfort and don't have to shame yourself about it either just sit with the discomfort and the last thing that i would um suggest to you to do if you actually triggered into in the space is to share it you know there are spaces within um you know there's time within this sacred sister circle where the ladies have an opportunity to share their truth you know not just on the um not just on the chapter that you know the chapter of the text that we're studying um but also um what's going on for them you know what's going on for them and so use that as an opportunity to actually share you know not necessarily obviously not sharing directly you know with the person that may have triggered you but just sharing you know using i statements i felt triggered um and you know this is this is this is this is what i'm experiencing just keep keep the focus on you keep the focus on i your body your feelings your thoughts your trigger and just allow yourself to work through it because i promise you there are probably you know the odds of somebody else feeling the same having the same experience you know you you are going to have ladies in the group that are going to have the same experience uh, you know it's it's very common it's very common to be in a space where other black people are not feeling you know are also feeling triggered by the space you know, it's going to happen. Even I feel feel like that sometimes. It just depends on what's going on for me. But the difference is that I can just observe it, and I know what it's. I know what what the origin is. I know that it's it's around. You know, it's just an old inner child wound around my mum. It's got nothing to do with the ladies that are in the circle. You know, and that's where your power is. That's where your power is. So if you get triggered within the sister circle, I'm just going to go through that again. So you breathe, you observe your body, observe your thoughts. You know, have a conversation with yourself in your head. Is it true? You know, and just observe your thinking. And also to remember that if, if you feel really triggered, if you feel hysterical, then historical. Then it's, it's, it's a historical wound and not a present one. And the last thing is to share in the group, you know, in a boundaried way, not specifically towards somebody else because we have boundaries in the group around that but just sharing what is going on for you what's going on in your body what's going on in your mind and just kind of speak it out just speak that out um and we have firm boundaries around you know people not being judgmental and accepting that somebody's experience is their own and it's not and it's not personal so that's it's very very important so you know healing with other black women is a wonderful beautiful experience it has been for me it's not always been like that you know there were times where I really really felt triggered in the space with other black women but over the years over time I have really really learned to I've learned to really really honor it I've really learned to honor it and I've learned so much about myself and I've learned so much about other black women I've learned so much about the vulnerabilities of what it means um you know to be a black woman and it's been a really really beautiful thing it's been a really really beautiful thing and now I love being in in spaces with other black women because I love seeing the transformation I love hearing the aha moments 
I love, you know, being emotionally intimate, racially intimate with other black women because that is how we heal. That's how we heal as a community. That is really how we heal as a community. So I feel very, very grateful for that. So I hope that what I've shared today has been really, really um, useful to you. Um, if you are, a, you know, a black woman, biracial woman, however you identify, that has been bullied um, by other black women and you find it hard to heal, I really hope that those tools have given you some insight as to what you can do to really start to take care of yourself. And I would encourage you to not give up. And if you go into one space and it doesn't work for you or you feel triggered, you know, or, you, or, or it's not working for you for whatever reason, try another one. Just keep looking, keep searching. If you want more information about that, you know, about what you can do or whatever, you can email me in feltyardofgreatness.com. Um, yeah, so um, I'm just going to run through the, the, the three things again that you can do. Um, number one, so don't focus on the person. Focus on what is alive in you. Focus on the old wounds that are still unhealed because that's where the power is. The second thing that you can do is be honest about the impact that it's had on your cultural self-esteem and how has that played out in your relationships with other black women? How has that played out in your relationships with your children? How has that played out in your love relationships? Be honest about the impact that it's had on your life. Take the onus off, off the external thing and focus on how it's impacted you as a person. And the third thing, is to keep finding keep keep finding um a safe space to do the healing keep searching until you find a space that's right for you find a space that is boundaried find a space that is non-shaming find a space that feels safe and non-judgmental find a space that really has your best interests at heart because that is how you're really going to heal find a space that's empathetic that's compassionate that understands the, the, and find a space where people can hold you through that process because that that feeling of safety and that feeling of trust is so important is so so important you know so and if you get triggered during the session you breathe you observe your body observe your thoughts remember that if you're hysterical you feel really triggered then it's probably historical and you need to look at that in a much deeper way and share what's triggered with you with other black people so you can begin to understand the process i really hope that you've gained some value out of what i share today if you've got any more um again if you've got any questions or you'd like to maybe work with me one-on-one -on -one, you can go to callme.juneallen.net if you'd like to attend the sister circle go to sistercircle.juneallen.net all the information about the audios and everything if you can't attend live are also at the same place um i will actually put all the links and everything in the show notes if you go to um actually i'm gonna where where this um audio is gonna be hosted i'm gonna put the links in there anyway as well anyway so if you want to go and get the show notes and everything just click the link in the description and everything will be there thank you so much for joining me today i really really appreciate it and i will see you next time take care This podcast is sponsored by the Sacred Sister Circle Book Club, where we're studying Sisters of the Yam, Black Women and Self-Recovery by Bell Hooks. This is no ordinary book club. In addition to studying the text, we also look at the 12 characteristics of black self-hate, the 12 tools for empowerment and the 12 promises of self-love. 
There are also in-person and virtual options. So if you're interested in joining us for this amazing sacred boundary space, then go to sistercircle.juneallen.net. That's sistercircle.juneallen.net. That's sistercircle.juneallen.net. I hope to see you there. Bye.